Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody but Jesus. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. We have and shall continue to rejoice in it. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we welcome you to another edition of the True Praise and Worship Celebration. I am your host and the visionary prophet, B.K. Thompson. Amen, and we welcome you on tonight. Amen. In the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we're excited about the goodness of God. We bless God for this day, for the blessings of the day. We bless God for all that he has done, for what he is doing, and for the things that he is getting ready to do even on tonight. Amen. We are excited. Amen. Um, Just about the goodness of God and for what he's doing in this season. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I think of the goodness of God. Amen. It's been a uh, blessed week all week long. Amen. In spite of uh, ups and downs. Amen. We're yet grateful to God for being God in our lives and God over our lives. Amen. We honor every fivefold ministry gift that is represented on the line on tonight, amen, we bless God for our guest speaker of the hour on tonight, amen, we don't actually acknowledge him as a guest because I see him as family, amen, um, all the way from Savannah, Georgia, amen, Apostle Khalib Sanders, amen, we're grateful for him, amen, being on the line on tonight, and I do believe in my spirit, amen, that there is a word from the Lord, and I pray that you came on tonight with a spirit of expectancy, amen, to hear and to receive what thus saith the Lord, understanding and realizing that expectation is the breeding ground of miracles. Um, Expectation is the breeding ground of miracles. And so tonight, if you came expecting God to do what he said he would do, amen, we believe uh, that God is able to work a miracle right where you are, amen. We we believe, amen, um, God can do anything but fail, and there's no distance in the power of God. Um, he can meet you right where you are. So before we go any further on tonight into the call, Amen. I am going to ask um, Prophetess Jennifer Mears if she would open us in a word of prayer. Amen. And then we're going to prepare to move forward and see what God has in store for us on tonight. Amen. Father God, Lord, I just thank you, God, just for who you are. Father, if we could just come to you, Father, just for a moment just praising you and lifting you up and giving you the highest praise, Father. God, you are worthy and do all praise, honor, and glory. God, we just glorify you, Father. We thank you, God, that you have anointed and appointed for this time for for the apostle to speak your word, and may it come forth, Father, boldly. And, Lord, I pray, Father, that you make his tongue that of a ready writer, Father. Lord, speaking forth only your word. And, Lord, I pray that the hearts are, are open 
and receptive, and the minds are receptive, Father, to receive. We come with great expectancy, Father, to have a rhema word from you, a right now word from you, because, God, we hunger and thirst after your righteousness. We hunger and thirst for more and more of you, God. And may your name be glorified on this call and none other. In the name of Jesus, we ask and pray, and we give you glory, God, just for who you are. In Jesus, your son's name, we pray, and amen. Amen, amen, amen. We bless God for uh, Prophetess Jennifer opening us up in prayer. Amen. We're going to forego, amen, a lot of the preliminaries on tonight so that the man of God will will have plenty of time uh, to do whatever it is uh, that God has placed in his spirit to do um, on tonight. Amen. Amen. as I forestated, he is no stranger uh, unto um, the true praise and worship line or the fresh fire line. Amen. He is a dynamic man of God. Amen. One whom God has chosen, anointed, and appointed for such a time as this. Amen. One whom God is uh, using in this in this season, in this time, and in this hour to decree and declare the word of the Lord, amen. And if you came uh, with a spirit of expectancy, amen, You, uh, I guarantee that you will not leave here the same way that you came, amen, because I believe that God has a word in his belly to release to the people of God on tonight that will shift us into our next uh, not only level, not only uh, season, not only our next uh, the, the mention, but into the next realm of the spirit, amen, and we will only uh, shift our mindset and and begin to align ourselves with the word of God concerning us, amen. So without further ado, I'm going to get out the way, amen, that the spirit of the Lord can have his way on tonight and um, introduce to some and present to others God's messenger of the hour, amen, my um Brother, my friend, amen, collaborate in the gospel all the way from, amen, the great city and state of Savannah, Georgia, amen, the founder and pastor of the Victory Cathedral of Deliverance in the person of Apostle, amen, Kaleeb D. Sanders, God's people, God's people, amen, Apostle Sanders, let's receive him at this time. God bless you, man of God. You are mute. My personal line was on mute. I'm sorry. Amen. Bless God um, for the man of God and to all of the apostolic and the prophetic presbytery. Um, amen. To those that make up the congregation of the Lord, we bless and we extol the Lord for you. Um, thank God for the invite. Um, I'm humbled at what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. Amen. God is doing a lot of great things, and I trust um, his sovereignty in his decision-making. Also, just want to give the people of God a chance to know, amen, that if you, after this call, decide that you want to partner with our ministry, you can request me on Facebook. um, And subsequent to that requesting, 
amen, we can send you um, the welcome information to partner with our ministry to further the gospel of God. In the Matthew, the fourth chapter, excuse me, Matthew, the third chapter is where you will find the heart of God beating for this particular moment. Matthew chapter number three, uh, and I'm actually going to read um, a few verses here and culminate and then um, proceed over to Genesis chapter number two. Uh, Matthew chapter three, verse 13, it says, then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me, comest thou to me. Jesus answered, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us, it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Y'all know I can't see. <laughs> then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 4, um, just really simple. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into, well, actually, chapter 4, excuse me, verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Amen. Genesis chapter number two, and then we will culminate reading. Um, we will begin at verse 12. The gold of that land is of high quality, delium or pearl, and ox stone are there. The second river is named Gahad. It is the one flowing around the whole land of Cush. The third river is called Hedekel, or the, Teg, the Tigris. It is the one flowing east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and guard and keep it. Verse 16, and the Lord commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity you shall not eat. For in that day you shall eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord formed every wild beast and every living creature of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever, and whatever Adam called every living creature, that was its name. Amen. I want to um, focus on um, one thought um, concerning the heartbeat of God for this particular moment. I heard the Lord say as I logged on because I really didn't know what I was going to say and I didn't know where God was going to take me. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, um, the revelation of a mantle, the revelation of a mantle. And I believe that um, in this particular time, the, heart, the heartbeat of God is, as we even examine in Matthew chapter number three, um, Jesus came 
as a public signification that his ministry was getting ready to be launched. So he needed someone. He needed someone um, that was not only a forerunner. Catch this. Catch this prophetically. A forerunner assists the visionary. They assist the visionary, but the forerunner themselves are not the vision. They are runners of the vision, but they do not carry the vision because their bellies and their mentality has not reached a spiritual capacity to contain the prophetic oil that's necessary for that vision. So they just run with it. They run with it that others may read it, but they themselves don't have the capacity to contain the prophetic oil for that vision. So John knew that he himself didn't hold the oil for the people of God to recognize him as a savior. So he said, this is in reversed order. You should come to me for me to, you know, for me to be baptized of you, not, not, not me coming to you for you to be baptized of me. And Jesus said, suffer it be so now because um, there is a, um, and I'm going I'm to um, impart this prophetically to those that will receive this. The Spirit of the Lord told me on our conference line the other night that there is a consummation of an age that we're getting ready to walk into. God said that there is an age that's going to be consummated. God, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, glory to God, that, um, that at this particular, whenever God gets ready to release massive prophetic voices, or massive apostolic voices, there is a consummation, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, of an age, meaning that there is an intimate connection between two ages in the spirit. So, so catch this, catch this. Your anointing is not of this age, but your existence is of this age. Your assignment is for this age, but your anointing is not of this age. There is an ancient anointing that lies upon each of us because there is a mantle that lies upon each of us because the mantles that we possess have only been picked up. But the origination of that mantle goes back, goes back, and it has a divine precedence, meaning you can trace it in the scripture of God. So some of us are modern than Elijah's. That's why even Jesus said, catch this, even Jesus, a massive prophetic voice, when his age was consummated, they said, some say that you're Elijah. Some say that you're John the Baptist. You know, but what Jesus was, you know, what they were really saying was because of the consummation of, because of the consummation of the age, we're not able to readily identify who you are because we don't know. We don't have the capacity to discern which age you're in because according to Acts chapter number one, verse seven, it says that it's not for man to know the times and the purposes that God, the Father, has in his jurisdiction or his authority. So now, catch this, but Acts chapter 2 says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. So there is a difference between time, according to Acts 1 and 7, and the fullness of time, according to Acts 2 and 1. So the difference is this, that for every event that occurs under heaven, there is a chronological time that is attached to it. But for every, every, everything that occurs in the glory of God, there is a divinely appointed time. So the difference is an event or an interval and an appointment or destiny. So catch this. When, when, when your earthly time 
is consummated or has an intimate connection with your spiritual time, it creates an anointing that causes you to break forth on the scene. So catch this. Jesus Jesus knew that his anointing preceded the creation and the formation of the heavens and the earth, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, and Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He knew that he had a divinity before God, before the world began, because he said it in the gospel, restore the glory unto me that I had with you before the world began. So Jesus knew that his natural flesh, his flesh, um, 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 he knew, glory to God, that, that he was more. I want, I want you, I want to also say this as well. He knew that he was more than skin. He was more than bones. He was more than, um, than muscle. He knew that the protoplasmic structure that lie in his flesh, he knew, glory to God, that he himself held enough authority in God that he would be able to restructure the entire earth order. The order of the earth, he had the authority to restructure, not only because he was God, but he was, he was, he came with a rare gospel. He he bred ten disciples or ten apostles that that um that believed in a God that was able to reproduce itself in a flesh. So what is the apostle? The apostle is the revealed prophet, meaning we are the people that God has dispatched that carries the gospel of God, and we serve as a mouthpiece of God that we are not only preaching doctrinal belief, but we're preaching kingdom structure. Now, catch this. So we're preaching the consummation of two ages, meaning, I'm going to get back to this because I don't want to really lose some people. Uh, we preach about, remember I told you your flesh, is, your flesh is here. Your anointing is there, meaning your anointing goes back before the world began, um, some of us have mantles of ma- major prophets. Some we have some Miriams, we have some Esthers, we have some Elijahs, we have some Ezekiels. But these people were existed four thousand plus years ago. What are you trying to say? You picked up their mantle. How is that possible? Well, when when the angels of the Lord that were assigned to your DNA or to your family. When they came down through your lineage, there was a special coat of many colors. Come here, Joseph. Come here, Joseph. That was formulized just for you. And no one else was worthy to wear that coat, meaning that the mantle that is on you, it came, glory to God, through your lineage, but there was no one else that was worthy to pick up the mantle that God gave you. But because your flesh exists in the now, but your anointing is in the then, how do how does it manifest? Well, the, the realm that you are in now and the spiritual place that God brought you from, they have a consummation, meaning there is an intimate connection between the two. There is a prophetic release, glory to God, and he releases your anointing and causes you to emerge. So such, such the case in Matthew chapter 3. God causes Jesus to emerge. He causes him to emerge from hiding. Up until this point, he had been in the carpenter's shop with his 
earthly father. He Mm -hmm. had been um, behind the scenes working. And um, what are you trying to say, man of God? I'm trying to get the people of God to understand that God is about to reveal you. He's about to reveal you, and I hear the Lord say that your consummation is now. Your your age is now. Your time is now. Um, what I'm trying to let you understand is that um, the background as to how Jesus was able to legally operate in the earth. So even in Genesis chapter number two, the Bible says that God God gave man a authority, but not only did He give man an authority. I want every preacher to take note of this. You not only have an authority, meaning an assignment, but you also have a domain. There is something that God assigned you over. God placed Adam in the garden because that was his domain. What is your domain? God has given each and every one of us a jurisdiction that is not to be confused with our assignment because your assignment is to dress the garden. Your jurisdiction is the garden. You cannot confuse your domain with your assignment, and you can't can't confuse. In so many other words, your domain is your entire anointing. Your assignment is the prophetic capacity that God has given you to have a directive. So now watch this. God made Adam, put him in the Garden of Eden to tend it in the garden. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, you may freely eat of every tree. Now God gives him, God gives him the ability to decipher the manner in which you desire what is visualized and perceived. So you have an authority where God places you to touch anything. But be prepared for the consequences that comes with the territory that you've been assigned. So if God tells you go X, Y, Z, and you go X, Y, Z, but he tells you not to go to P, and you go to P, then guess what? You are in trouble with God because, yes, the domain is yours, but that's not your assignment. God has given each and every one of us a allocated time in the spirit. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to operate in an interval or a season when we're outside of our time. And that's what the Lord has been dealing with me about. He said, tell the people that a season is a divine interval. Even even in the natural, we have an interval of three months between winter and spring. But in those three months, Glory to God. You have different times because even though the season is winter, you have December, January, February. Are we following what God is saying? A season is not an indication that God is going to do anything. God doesn't operate by season. He operates in season. He operates by time. That's why the Bible talks about we will be able, according to first um, first. First Chronicles, yes, chapter number 12, we will be able to discern the time because we are sons and daughters of Issachar. He gives us the interpretation of the time, not the season, because the seasons are not where God operates. He operates by them. Well, he operates in them. He's not deduced to operating by a season. God operates by a time because everything that God does, he either gives you a directive concerning when or a directive concerning where. He doesn't always give you the how, but he will give you the when and he will give you the where. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm almost finished. But 
uh, verse 15, catch this in chapter number two. God put Adam in the garden to dress it, meaning the spiritual authority to decipher the manner in which you desire your domain to be visualized or perceived. You have the authority to dress up wherever God puts you. Wherever, if he set you in Pennsylvania, you make Pennsylvania as elaborate as you need Pennsylvania to be. He set you in Georgia, you have domain over Georgia. You make Georgia what God has called it to be. You have the authority to dress it up. Whether or not God calls you to do a prophetic roundtable or whether or not he calls you to do a joy night on Friday night, whatever he calls you to do, you operate in the level that God has called you to, and you dress your garden. Because if you don't dress your garden, the enemy desires to steal it away from you. And guess what? He's not going to literally steal the garden away from you. He's going to steal your influence in the garden. Because catch this, the Bible says that after Adam sinned against God, and God said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Do you think God didn't know where Adam was? God was looking for the glory that he placed on Adam that the devil stole from him. The devil desires to steal your influence. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for a way to creep in and steal the authority that you have. Homosexuality did not start with Cush. Homosexuality started with Adam because Adam allowed the devil to steal his masculinity. Read the text. Well, so... I'm almost finished. So God said he gave Adam the authority to dress it and to keep it, to keep it in spiritual maintenance, legislative dominion to maintain what God has invoked. You have the authority by God to maintain everything in the sphere that God has given to you. So Jesus, when he went to John, he understood that he had to, ha he had to make a public statement that his ministry was getting ready to be launched. But but when Jesus was baptized and God was pleased and the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness. Because after his after his baptism, this is what we don't talk about. After his baptism, Matthew chapter three, if you look closely, I want you to look closely and I want you to read when you get time. It is a catechism, meaning it is a ministry assessment. Those that are from theology school, you know what a catechism is. It is, it's almost like you read about the catechism of Jesus. After the baptism, God leads him on a crazy fan. Then he goes into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Because catch this. Has anybody ever wondered why Jesus was tempted? Because he was perfect. God knew he wasn't going to sin. But why? Why was he tempted is the real story. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Bible says Adam, Adam, the first man, Jesus was what we call the second Adam, but he wasn't really the second Adam. Jesus was the second in our case, but he was really, of course, the first. So now I want to show you something. I want to show you something. So God said, when, now note here, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Torah, as they call it, the Pentateuch, the Pentateuch, or um, the Septuagint, whatever you want to call it, the five, the first five books. This is the period before, before it's called eschatology, meaning before the spirit of God came before the spirit of, you know, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, before it was released, it's eschatology. I'm going to show you something. So 
God wanted to see when he allowed the spirit of God to be released in the flesh of a man, because note here, they were the prophets of old were moved by the Holy Spirit, but you don't read anywhere in the scripture about the, the, the tangible Holy Spirit coming until Jesus came, until the Spirit of God lighted upon Jesus. That's the only real place in the text before eschatology that you read about Jesus and the Spirit of God being present. Now, I want to show you something. So God wanted to see when he put his spirit inside of flesh, he knew it would obey, but he knew that there were certain laws of the flesh. And there were certain confinements of the flesh. And he tested his own self. And he tested his own invention. Although he knew it would pass the test, he still put it through the test. What are you trying to say? God already knew when he put you in the area that he put you in that people wouldn't receive you. He knew that they would think your ministry was strange. He knew that they would call you a witch. He knew that they would call you a warlock. He knew that they would say that you were not anointed and you didn't have any authority. He knew that they wouldn't understand half of what you were saying because he anointed them not to understand what you were saying. What are you trying to say? God knew the invention before he invented it, but he tested out his theory to see whether or not you had what it takes to resist the devil. Come on, he knew you would pass, but he wanted to see whether or not you knew you would pass. That's so, good. Now, I'm bringing this out because I'm finishing. But the Bible says God gave him a domain, and he told Adam, you can do anything. Just don't touch what's in the midst of the garden. And when Adam delivered, now catch this. I want y'all to see a revelation here. Anybody ever wondered where Adam was when Eve was talking to the serpent? Because we preach this stuff that I don't think we really examine. Where was Adam when Eve was doing all of this communication with the devil? Where, where was he? And if you read the scripture, you will discover that Adam was on the edge of the garden where he met God at every day. And he left Eve standing between the trees. Uh-huh. What are you trying to say? That when God has anointed, when God has anointed influence or he has anointed people to be in your sphere, you can't leave them with a vision of your space that you're not in control of. In so many other words, you can't leave them around the stuff that God told you would poison your garden. Talk, sir. You can't. Oh, Lord have mercy. Amen. You can't allow people to be in your space that you Amen. know have the authority to poison your space. Yes. And it's because, now watch this, it's because of the fact that you left them by the thing that God said don't touch, that the devil is going to influence them to touch it wow. because he knows that the consequences <laughs> is not going to be put on them. Jesus. He gave you authority mm. over the space. Jesus. That's why Jesus. the anger of God is upon you. Jesus. And some of y'all, let me help you with something. Let me help you prophetically because I'm, I'm closing now. God is upset with some of y'all because you let people have more control of your vision than you got of it. Mm. You knew Jesus. that 
God had anointed you over that vision. You knew that the Spirit of God had anointed you over that particular um over that particular bit or over that particular ministry or over that particular gift. But instead, you thought that you could help. You you thought I'm a hire some administrators. I'm a I'm a go and I'm a hire some musicians. I'm a I'm a ask my sister to help me um sponsor this joint. That God didn't give your sister the vision. He gave it to you. So therefore, when your sister goes and jacks it up, then you can't get mad at your sister. Be mad at yourself because God gave you the influence in the vision, but because you left your sister with it, she poisoned. And that's what I hear God said. I'm about to cause your ministry to go through kingdom exposure. I'm about to cause you to minister into the king's court. Catch this. Saul and David. Remember Saul and David? Remember the evil spirit came out from God to torment Saul. Saul didn't know nothing about David could play no harm. Somebody recommended David. What are you trying to say? Somebody is watching your ministry right now. They're watching your baptism. They're trying to see whether or not, glory to God, after your temptation in your wilderness, whether or not you will be able to stand the test. They're trying to see whether or not in the place that God has put you, whether you will leave Eve by the tree. My God, my God. They're waiting on you to mess up. They're waiting on you to mess up. And guess what? And I'm going to help y'all with something. Some of y'all God are upset with. Because, and catch this, he's upset with you because you didn't believe enough in yourself when he decided to test you to pass the test. He's upset with you because you entrusted a fool with your ministry. He's upset with you, and I'm not talking about a literal church now. I'm talking about a ministry, but some of us, we God is upset with us about our churches too, but he's upset with us about these ministries. He's upset with you because when he told you to start your women's ministry, he didn't tell you and somebody else to start it because he, can't, he, he never called two heads of anything. Come on. He called you. When he called your conference line, he called you. When he called your prayer call, he called you. When he called your church to be in existence, he called you. God didn't call your mama. He didn't call your daddy. And if he did call him, he called them. He didn't call y'all. He called them. What are you trying to say? He's upset with you, Adam. He's upset with you, Adam, because he's coming looking for his glory. But you got fig leaves around you trying to ex- try- Lord, have mercy. trying to cover up your mess instead of just saying, God, I mess up, I screwed up, I gave the wrong person control of my vision, but instead I'm going to try to cover myself up because I don't want you to see my embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just get my, uh, with my intellect, I'm going to just go and I'm going to sow these, these fig leaves around me and I'm going to hide when you come because I'm ashamed to say that I messed up. Mm-hmm. But God is trying to cause your ministry to go through a kingdom exposure. He is trying to call you into the king's court. But you want to know what I hear the spirit of the Lord say? He said, I'm trying to call you in the king's court, but you st- you're satisfied in the outer court. Mm. You're mm. making sacrifices that you shouldn't even be making. Lord have mercy, I will help somebody. You're at the altar trying to sacrifice something that's already dead that God don't even find no glory in instead of coming from the outer court into the king's court. God has already called you to minister, but you instead of thinking that you need to be making a sacrifice to get yourself together. No, God never called you to have yourself together. God never called anybody that was together. Read the scripture. Talk, sir. Adam. Adam was inferior to Eve, apparently. 
Noah was a drunk. Abraham a liar. Come on here. Hannah was barren. He never called anybody that had themselves together. David was a womanizer. Solomon was a whore. You well, got to understand your influence. So I'm saying that, but what are you? What What are you? Only you know your testimony. We don't need to know your testimony. But what are you? But what God is trying to get you to understand is I never called you to get yourself together. I called you, and then I'll get you together. You work. And while you commit your works to the Lord, this is what Proverbs say, commit your works to the Lord, that your plans might be established. So in so many other words, you have to commit your work to God. And while you are working, there are many things that God will deliver you from while you are attending to his business. It is a process. And certain things you cannot avoid. God has to take you through the process in order for you to understand, no, he's not going to deliver you from homosexuality mm-hmm. before he calls you to preach. He's going to let you preach. He's going to let you go through homosexuality. And guess what? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of people that your, that your messages are going to touch. And finally, and now, now this is going to go against some people's doctrine, but it's okay. It's fine. And finally, glory to God, when when you make up in your mind that it's enough for you, glory to God, when you make up mm-hmm. in your mind that you've had enough, and guess what? Some of us have already made up in our mind, but that don't change the fact that we're still going through it. You prayed about it, you fasted about it, and you still got that problem. You still have a problem with masturbation. You still have a problem with adultery. You still have a problem, Lord have mercy. You still have a problem with fornication. You still have a problem with lying. You still have a problem with stealing. You still have a drinking issue, and you are preaching God's gospel. Does that mean that you're not anointed? No. What that means is God is trying to make you broken to minister, and pretty soon God is about to bring you out of what you're in. That doesn't mean that you're not anointed. My God. There are many great people before you that struggle with what you're dealing with. David sinned, and he was a prophet. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. A thousand sex partners. Come on here. A thousand different soul ties. Noah was a drunk, and his son was a homosexual. You better understand what God is trying to say to you tonight. Some of y'all, glory to God, you are messing yourselves up because you are focused more on your issue than you are on God. Stop telling your problem. Stop telling God how big the problem is. God knew the problem. He knew you would deal with it. But now you need to focus on telling. Now, I'm not giving you license to sin. Let's let's clarify. But what I'm trying to say is there are many different things that God is going to deliver you from in the process of while you're working. That's why Jesus went through the temptation in the wilderness. It wasn't that Jesus was imperfect. He went through the temptation in the wilderness because he was still flesh. He was God, but he was God in the flesh. What are you trying uh-huh. to say? That you are flesh. So, therefore, you're going to go through. And there is no you show me a perfect person that's even logged on this call tonight, and I'll show you a duck that got six heads. Amen. There is nobody that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because God knew our imperfections would be our would be the unique thing about us that will cause people to inquire of the ministry. And contrary to popular opinion, I'm gonna help some people. You guess what? God knew that um um that sister, you know, he knew that when you are a prostitute on the street, he knew that your high sex drive would be what, what your husband needed to keep up with you. 
He knew homosexual when you are homosexual and you are drawn away and enticed by your own lust. He knew that there would be. Now, guess what? The reason why there are so many, glory to God, and this is going to go against a lot of people's doctrine, but if you hear me in the Holy Ghost and you hear my heart tonight and you hear the heart of God, you understand what I'm saying. He knew that there would be many different men of God that would struggle with homosexuality and would be delivered from homosexuality because he knew that there is a predominantly homosexual church now. Lord have mercy. He knew that the body of Christ is almost predominantly homosexual. So, therefore, he, he was preparing the people before the foundation of the world. God knew this. He knew it. And guess what? He knew that you would deal with what you're dealing with. He knew you would be an ex-alcoholic. Who better to witness to them than you? Who better to go in the crack house than you because you were strung out on drugs? Who better to talk to people that go to the club every night than you because you was there every night, including the night they was closed? Jesus. Who knew? But God was beckoning you, and he was calling you because he was trying to reveal who you are. And who you were. So stop being pessimistic of your own self and accept the fact that you're dealing with what you're dealing with. Acknowledge that God is able. Stop sinning and ask God to help you. And guess what? People, do you want to know what the definition of faith is? I'm finished. You want to know what the definition of faith is? If I die believing it and God never do it, it's still the word of God. Some people die believing God could and he never did, but it's still the word of God. Mm-hmm. God is calling for people that will understand his heartbeat and his interpretation and his language and religiosity and spirituality. They don't mix. Religious people that God has, you know, well, I don't understand. You know, even when I was doing what I was doing, I never went that far. You never went that far because the days that you were in weren't as evil as these days. That's why you didn't go that far. But you went far enough that God had to save you from it. I was in a miserable life of sin. If it was that miserable, why you stayed so long? When I was sinning, I enjoyed sinning. I loved it. And if God wouldn't have saved me, I would have still been sinning. See, people need to understand that it's more than cliche. We gather on conference line. We gather just like Acts chapter 2. The Pentecost was going to come every year whether the Holy Ghost came or not. Pentecost came every year. Whether the Holy Ghost came or not, Pentecost was going to come. What are you trying to say? There are people that are waiting for another event, and then there are some people that are waiting for an encounter with God. And God is looking for those people that are not going to sow fig leaves around themselves and lie mm-hmm. to God, but say, Amen. God, I messed up. I messed up, and I need you to help me because I know that there's mega mandate on my life. There's a mega ministry in my belly. God has called me to foreign missions. He's called me to, to, to have a major conference. He's called me to be a general in the gospel. Wait, let me help you. This is how you're going to get there. God is about to cause a prophetic consummation of an age to happen in your life. He's about to reveal you to the people. But when God reveals you, God wants to know, will you be ashamed of the testimony? Don't seek the miracle. Seek the testimony. The miracle is only for you. 
The testimony is for the other, is for others. Will you be ashamed to tell people of your testimony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, I can say many different things about myself. I never, I never went to a club. I never partied. Um, I never got drunk. I never got high. But I can promise you, I'm just, I was as jacked up as one, two, three, because I had a sex addiction. And a sex addiction that would not end, it did not have an end, it would not stop. Many different things happened as a result of that. And I said that to let you know that, hey, you might have got high. You might have popped pills. You might have smoked crack. You might you 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 um you might have been a prostitute. You might have been a whoremonger. You might have been a whore. Whatever the case is, or what you were. Okay, fine, wonderful, great. Let's not look at that. You had a great time. You had a great testimony, because God knew. He knew your struggle would be great because your ministry would be great. He knew that. That's why you went through the struggle. And there's about three of you online. There's about three. We're really four. There's about two women and two men. God has given you a mega mandate for ministry. He's called your ministry out, and he set his seal of approval on it. But I hear the Lord say, tell your whole testimony. Not 98% of it, because the other 2% that you're ashamed of is what's going to bring people out. That's what people are going to be attracted to. Yeah, they say you have feminine ways, but guess what? That's what's going to make you unique. That's what's going to make you appeal to some people. Your ministry is not going to reach everybody. So stop mm-hmm. trying to reach everybody. You try to change certain things about yourself. You can't do it because it's not for you to do. God made it that way for you to reach whom you would reach. God knew, glory to God, that he wouldn't have you dressing in no skirt down to the floor. He knew that he needed somebody that had a modern sense of fashion, somebody that wear red and purple and green and blue hair to minister to people that have red and purple mm-hmm. and green and blue hair. God knew what you would do mm-hmm. before you did it. God had hasn't called everybody to be traditional saints. He hasn't called everybody to cover their heads and shout ho and hit people in the chest. He has not called everybody to do that. There are some unique people that God is raising up. God knew. He knew about that. He he knew that when he called you, people would be attracted to who you are for the life of me. Prophet, Prophet Thompson, I couldn't understand why people like me so much. I didn't think I was a nice person. I didn't think I was anointed. You know, even now, the Lord has to work on me some days. Um, I didn't uh, think that, you know, uh, hey, I, I, I never saw that, you know, they were like, you're, you're an attractive guy. I'm like, you think so? Because I don't. You know, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't understand why people liked me. But, I, but then I stopped and I analyzed something. I said, God, I said, I'm just not the preacher that everybody likes. I'm sorry. I can't be. I, um, I, I don't have a million bishops' rings. I don't have a million apostles' rings. I don't like wearing all of those vestments. I don't like putting those, those bouquetas on my head. I don't prefer to look like the Pope. 
Y'all not gonna say Amen. nothing. I don't I don't well, desire to go in and lie to people and rate them for their money. I'm not a pulpit Amen. hustler. A hustler don't need an offering, they need a job. I'm not a pulpit hustler. <laughs> I told God I said I don't I don't understand why you know, why is ministry so hard for me? And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, it's hard for you because you're making another brand. You are who you are. You're not Brian Carr. You're not Marcus Thomas. You're not Juanita Bynum. You're not Noah Jones. You're Khalid Sanders. The world has already had them. The world has never had you. So why are you comfortable trying to be somebody that the world has already had? You need to be you. Amen. Jesus. Be your Jesus. And be comfortable in your own skin. Yes, so there yes. are four of you online tonight, two women and two men that have a mega assignment on your life, mega conferences, mega um uh a mega ministry in your belly. A extensive traveling ministry in the Caribbean is what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say. He said, But tell them they have to be comfortable in their skin. Stop trying to change yourself. You know you can't sing, so stop trying to hoop. Mm-hmm. Preach. Everybody ain't a hooper. Preach. You know you can't even you can't even raise your voice while you're trying to modulate. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. If God is giving you a teaching ministry, I don't care if it put the church to sleep. Somebody gonna listen to you. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Gonna, they're gonna listen to you. Because I remember I used to be, they used to call me this strange young man, you know, the, the guy that always wore black. Well, I'm still known as the guy that always wear black. My ministry will tell you that. Um, every, you know why I need about him? She wears white. That's her name. That's her, she cool. That is her, that's her style. Everybody know prophetess Christina Glenn as the diva style prophetess. She dresses really, really nice. Everybody know Noel Jones as the plain black suit. Everybody know T.D. Jakes for the custom-made double-breasted suit jackets that always look too tight. Everybody knows him for that. <laughs> and guess what? Everybody knows me as the tall young man that wears the black cassock, and I preach the word of God. They know me as the young man in black. So, therefore, mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my style to accommodate nothing. I'm I'm not why I need a bottom, so I'm not going to put on no white robe. White don't even look right on me. It make my head look big. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you <laughs> that you have to be comfortable in who God has called you to be. And if God called mm-hmm. you to make coffee mugs and to put healing scriptures on coffee mugs and to anoint the rim, that when people drink out of coffee mugs, um, diseases and, and addictions would come out of their bodies, then you have to be comfortable and stop trying to get up and preach. God ain't called you to preach. Yes, well, he called you to pray. He didn't call you to prophesy. He called you to pray. Stop trying to operate outside of your calling. Stop trying to operate outside of your time. Do what God called you to do. Yes. And you will discover that you will be more effective. Doors are opening all over this country for me. Because I am who I am. I tell people, when you get me in, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. And if you don't like my country accent, if you don't like the way that I get up and minister, if you don't like my flow of the prophetic, then don't call me back. That's how that works. Because your door is not going to be the last door. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality you got to give people. Stop being everybody's side choice. Stop being everybody's back burner. Stop accepting stuff because they couldn't find nobody else to come. If I wasn't your first choice, I don't need to be your last. That's it. 
That's the mentality you got to have. Stop allowing people to pimp you and prostitute you. Amen. Well, better yet, no, let me say that. Let me say that. Let me say that. Let me say this. You ain't even a prostitute because a prostitute get paid something. Well, (laughs) stop allowing people to whore you. Make you a whore. (laughs) Giving it up for free. No, Lord, I'm getting ready to. I'm going to help you all tonight. You have an honorarium. That's why you develop one. Stop waving it all the time. That's why you created it. And if they can't afford to bring you, then oh well. Let them get the country shade tree prophet up the street that that preaching out of his kitchen with videos on Facebook. Let them do that. But if they mm-hmm. if they can't afford you, don't deduce your standards. I'm helping somebody. Don't deduce your standards. And this, I just feel convicted. No, you feel guilty is a difference. Conviction and guilt are two different things. You feel guilty mm-hmm. in your flesh because you don't want to charge them because you feel like you're charging the church. You're not charging the church. What you're doing is you're putting a demand on your anointing. And guess what? This is not 2000 BC. This is not before Christ. Yes, Meaning that Lord. legally speaking, Legally speaking, do you not know that when you accept an engagement for a conference, legally, you have to have an honorarium or you can get in trouble with the IRS? Mm. That's what they don't tell you because they don't want you to know. Stop it. Stop waving your honorariums all the time. I don't even know why I'm going here. Stop waving your honorariums all the time. Stop allowing people to pimp you and use you. They can't afford you, let them leave you home. They can't bring you in on a plane, stop driving. God ain't intended for you to drive no 17 hours across no country that hell lied to you. Yes, Jesus. Say it. They can't put you on a plane, then stay at your house. Well, amen. 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 But there are four of us that have mega ministry. There are four of us that have mega ministry in your belly, and you can't afford to miss. You can't afford to miss God in this season. And you better stop allowing people to pimp you. That's what I hear the Holy Ghost say. You're nobody's whore. Stop allowing people to pimp you, to steal everything from you, to utilize your gifts and don't give you anything. It's an insult to God, according to First Samuel chapter number 9, that they come before a prophet and don't have a gift. Stop prophesying for free. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't got to say nothing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Word. <laughs> Listen, I'm in the Word. Stop prophesying for free. And, you know, they look at people's heart. And catch this. I'm going to give you two more points, and I promise I'm done. Jesus, as important as Jesus was, he was the son of God. He had the authority to speak one word over crowds, and the whole crowd would be healed. Instead, he took his time and healed certain people. He Amen. knew his value. You can't touch everybody. So stop mm-hmm. trying. You can't help everybody. So stop trying. He knew that his authority was only among certain people. And guess what? You have to learn when to send people away. Mm-hmm. You also have to discern between when people come to eat food and when they come for a miracle. Well, some people only came to you because they know that you can break two fish and five loaves of bread and feed them. Stop allowing people to stop allowing people to use you as their crutch. Mm-hmm. You're nobody. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, 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 and guess what? If they got 14 ways to hate you, I'm going to figure out how to make them hate you 37 ways before this call is over. Mm-hmm. God is calling for you 
to make sure that you have kingdom accountability. You have to be accountable for your gift. Do you not know that? Do you not know that everybody that you sold, that you sold into that did not contain the oil of God and you sold it to them illegally, do you not know that God is going to make you give an account for those words? Amen. You can't go laying hands on everybody, touching everybody, singing for everybody program, and then people start. You want to know how leprosy is spread? You are associated with by the people you hang around. Stop singing for people. If you don't want people to believe that you're a whore, stop singing for the whores conference. You don't people. You don't want people to believe that you're a homosexual. Stop singing for the homosexual church. Well, there it is. If God can give you an assignment to go there, stay your behind home. Amen. Bam. There it is. Boom. Amen. That's it. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, because the will of God is real in your life, and he doesn't have time for you to play with the gift that he's given you. God will kill you behind mm. your own gift. Amen. You better have Ananias and Sapphira. They had a gift that they lied about, and it, what happened? Died right in the presence of God. He'll kill you over your own. Mm. But all. Um, that that that's it, amen. That that's it. Amen. And I want to take a few requests of prayer. I want to take a few. I'm not going to do too many tonight. Um, I want to take about four, amen. Um, but if you have a request of prayer, make sure you get it in now, amen. Um, I know that some people are logged inside the online thing too, so um. Whomever are the first four, amen, because I just got off of a two-hour prayer call, y'all, for my ministry. Um, so um, I want to take a few prayers. Well, okay, my name is Bernadette, and um, I'm requesting prayer. I've been struggling trying to get where God wants me to be. I'm called into the ministry, and it's just like I can't seem to get there. I have a problem with uh, it's the, the fasting and uh, the studying and, the, you know, just distractions in my home, just distractions. So and I'm asking God to remove the distractions or remove me from the home. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, woman of God. Is there yes, anybody sir. in your home that smokes? That smoke? Yeah, everybody do. But they I do saw, it outside. I saw Cigarette smoke in your. I saw cigarette smoke, and I heard the spirit of the Lord say to tell you that your request has been known before Him tonight, and that He will cause your place of living to be shifted. He will cause your place of living to be shifted, and He's going to bring you into a greater establishment personally. Thank you. And I heard the spirit of God say to tell you that when you are purified of the environment you will begin to notice that a lot of things about your salvation will come naturally, your fasting, your prayer, um, even even some is almost like I don't know whether or not this is upset stomachs or stomach issues, but even even with certain illnesses or certain things that are mm-hmm. a result of being in bad being in this in this bad environment. I hear the spirit of the Lord say to tell you that he's causing an environmental shift to occur around you. He's causing an environmental shift to occur around you. Father, I pray for the woman of God. I pray, God, that you will release your hand upon her. God, that you will snatch her out of that environment. God, that you will make a way for her. 
in the name of Jesus. Bring her into financial stability in the name of Jesus. Even in this upcoming year, cover cover her body. Keep it enveloped in the power of God. I rebuke, I rebuke COPD. I come against every sickness. I come against every disease. God, I come against everything as a result of being in that environment. I come against every spiritual attachment in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I pray, God, that even her living arrangement, this living arrangement will shift, God, because she's been on the low end for the last three years. I'm praying that you will elevate her now. It's time, God, that she comes into a greater financial status and a greater financial bracket in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I don't care what situation she's in, whether it's a financial impairment, I come against it in the name of Jesus. And I declare and I decree, God, that she will come to financial stability in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I bless you because it's done, and no devil in hell is able to retaliate against this prayer because I bind him in all of his works. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God for you, woman of God. My name Thank is you. Prophet Tanisha. My name is Prophet Tanisha, and I am like in a staggering place of after I come off consecration of fast, and I am on assignment for my ministry, but it's like I'm under attack, trying to figure out should I stay or should I be. But this word on tonight was for me to just allow the influence to rebuke it, renounce it, and stay still to let God just fully prepare me. Like make a way. I missed Bible study tonight of my ministry just for the prayer call. And this was, it really helped me out. Like it got me through, took all the notes down, and I'm going to bring it in my secret place. Amen. Um, and you mm-hmm. said that you're in a ministry that you're contemplating leaving? Yeah, because um, well, I, I'm in the ministry of for four years. One of the youngest, the youngest it's those that it's not that many you know, I'm not prophetic nursing, I'm a young woman uh to and the old the elder of uh, some of them they even the catechist they feel I'm outshining, like trying to darken my light. Even though I'm humble, I don't say nothing, but I can't it's a time and a permanent when you speak and when you open. So I'm holding a lot in. And I addressed it with the leader, but she brushed it off, but she not really too much tapping into it as in though it's really a problem. So I'm just praying for direction as in should I stay or should I leave? Well, um, I will tell you a few things, one of some of which um I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you just honestly. Now I'm a very um I'm a I'm a very blunt person now, so what I say, I'm, I'm going to say, and I, I don't have filters, so I'm going to let you know that ahead of time. The first thing is this: people are intimidated about people are intimidated by you. Um, number one, because you know what you know, and you don't stop what you know. You don't back down off of what you know, and you don't yield right. to other people. And some people will mistake this for being controlling or not being submissive, when in fact you're not just not being submissive, but you are standing in the work that God has given you. The second thing I heard the Lord say is it is your season to leave there. Oh, my Jesus. Pack your stuff up and get ready to go because what you've been feeling for the last three weeks and three weeks and going on four days at 12 o'clock, three weeks and a half going on four days at 12 o'clock, God said to tell you that it's time for you to leave. It's time for you to go. 
Um, pack your stuff up. Get your stuff together. It's time. He said he doesn't want you to work it out again. He doesn't want you to apologize. And listen, I don't even know you. He doesn't want you to apologize for stuff that you didn't do. He doesn't want you to oh apologize for people that you didn't do anything to. He does not want you to take down and say no any longer when you know that it's really supposed to be yes. And I hear the Spirit of God say it's not a humility thing. It's a kingdom thing. It's time for you oh to my go. God. You've been there long Jesus. enough. Your season there is up. Let's go. The third thing I heard the Lord say is that he's bringing your life into perspective. And a lot of things in your life are on hold because you are yes. still there. Yes. Time to go. Pack your stuff up. Um, do it the right way. Leave with the graces of the leader. And if she don't give you her graces, God has already given you his grace. So do what you need to do. Pack your stuff up. And I hear the spirit of the Lord say it's time to go. You don't need a prayer. You needed a prophecy, and I'm pushing you on through. It's time for you to get your stuff, and it's time for you to get out of Dodge. And I cannot tell you what I heard the Lord say. He said, tell her to run so fast that dust follows her. That way, she, even when she turned around and looked, she can't even see what she left. Oh, my God. Thank you, man. Of God. Time to go. Goodbye. Amen. Time to go. Goodbye. Um, leave them crazy people with it. Because them demons that you see running around in the church, them demons that you see running around in the church, you see them. Uh Them spirits you see running around in the church, you see them. And some of the leaders that are operating in these spirits that you see, you see it. Mm. What you see is what you see. You You see what you hear. You see what you see, you hear what you hear, and you know what you know. You ain't crazy. Yes, and I know, and I come out of consecration and fast, and God shows me all the time. And I'm like... Should I speak? Oh, yeah. Should I, and then uh, some of the stuff that the pastor is looking over, some of the stuff that the pastor is looking over, and you asking God, how could she not see that? She can't see because she oh don't want to see it. Oh, my God. Leave her and them crazy people right there. And I hear the Lord say, as a Jesus. matter of fact, your next pastor is going to be a male. Leave her right That's there. That's what I've been saying. Oh, my God. I've been speaking up for the longest. Oh, my God. You is right on the nose. I'm about to oh, wake yeah. my daughter up. It's time oh my to go. God. Thank you, man of God. Thank you. That's Amen. all I need. I missed today. I ain't going back no more. Thank you, man of God. Thank Amen. You. Let's go. Time to go. Amen. Amen. Prayer. I got two more requests. This is Pastor Annie This is uh, Pastor Annie Hines. Um, Thank you so much for the night, for your confirmation on the night. Uh, I'm a pastor um, here in Columbus, Mississippi. Been um, church planted by God, for God, and for God. What, what state? Columbus, Mississippi. Yeah. Columbus, and Mississippi. Columbus, How far Mississippi. is that from Hattiesburg? Mississippi is about three, maybe about three, three and a half hours from Hattiesburg. Okay. And everything okay. that you said tonight, I have, um, I thank God for this line. I'm going to make it quick. I thank God for this line, but what I have been going through, when God planted, the, when, when the church was planted, uh, I moved uh, back home. Uh, God put uh, 10 people, total of 10 people going in and out of the church. And I was really, I went to West Virginia to get an answer, which I did get an answer. And as I got there, I'm down to now about one or two people that actually come to the church. And I'm not confused about that. But I just thank you for your confirmation because in this month, I finally got my answer from God to keep, I was about to fold the church. And, and, And when you was talking about the things that we're going through in life, you just confirmed that, that I got tested, but I actually passed the test. And every Sunday, every Thursday night, I go to church. I do if it's just one person there. I preach God's word or I teach God's word. And I just, um, 
it's a total change about my, my attitude now. It doesn't matter if nobody shows up. I still turn the key. I pray. I do what God tells me to do, and I lock the door. And if I go, I go on and hear the word, and I just want to thank you so much. You, I'm telling you as a prophet, <laughs> you're, for tonight was just for us. We, a lot of pastors in leadership positions, you actually showed up and showed out on tonight on some stuff that we've been wondering about. Is it really us? Do we stay? Do we go? Is this Amen. what God is doing? Is God putting this in our path? What is it that's going on? You're trusting God. You're loving God. you got faith in God. But yet it seems like we go through so much. Pastors want to fold down. People looking for me to fold down because they, they don't. I'm on my third year. December is working my third year now. And I cannot give up on God because God didn't give up on me. But I just want to say thank you and, for, and, and just asking you for your prayer and, and word. Uh, confirmation is, is, is what I'm just continually just thanking God for. Oh, well, I heard the Lord say this for you, Pat. God said that, um, that there have been many negative influences concerning um, people in your church because, number one, there is a witch that is assigned to you in this particular area. Um, she hates the ground that you walk on. Um, and this has been since the inception of this ministry. She hates the ground that you walk on, number one. And number two, um, she desires that the ministry stop. And I even hear the Lord say to tell you something, and only you would know how true this is. Every seed that you have sown financially other people's lives, I hear the Lord say to tell you that it's going to be returned back to you. It's going to be returned back to you in this upcoming year. For behold, your ministry shall go through a great influx. Your ministry shall go through a great influx. And the devil wants you to stop. Praise God. Mm. He wants you to stop, and he wants your ministry to stop. But I heard the Spirit of God say, my seal is upon you. My seal is upon you. I don't even, listen, I don't assign myself to people. I don't even fool up with people like that. I'm going to tell you honestly, because I'm I'm a people person, but I'm not a people's person. But the Lord told me to work with you concerning some things. Don't know what? Don't know how, but if your spirit agrees with my spirit, then you know that this is of God. He told me to work with you concerning some stuff. I don't know what it is, but I hear the spirit of the Lord say to link with you, and I don't know whether or not it's to give you maybe a push or maybe tell you some things that you possibly could um could do to to get younger people. I don't know, but whatever the case is, I I'm going to sign myself to you. Thank you. I'm going to sign myself to you, and I come Thank against you. the hand of every witch, and I come against the mouth of every warlock that has been inclined against you. I come against every bodily sickness and every affliction. And, God, I even cause the ten to come back in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that the seed of hope that lies in their belly, that you will make them return. Put it upon their heart. Her ministry is not a revolving door. It is a safe haven. For the people of God, it's a refuge. And, Father, I decree and I declare, God, that you will cause the people to flood back in the temple. Let them flood back. Let them flood back in the name of Jesus. And not only them, but let them bring family members. Let it be an influx in Jesus' name. I declare and I decree that her ministry is is a built-up spiritual house. And I declare and I decree it as such in Jesus' name. It shall be no otherwise. Satan and all of your works. 
I bind your authority, and I take a, I take control over you, and I take control over the state of Mississippi, and I yield the power of God to flow through your ministry in Jesus' name. In I Jesus do pray this name. prayer. Amen. Amen. Um, there was another yes. woman of God that spoke. Yeah. God bless you, man. Hi, um, I'm calling in tonight and want to say thank you so much for the word on tonight. I called in kind of late, but I called in right on time because, you know, I called right in time for you to bring forth the word. Let me ask you this question. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Are you from New York? Yes, I am. I heard the Lord say New York. New York. Wow. New York. And I heard the Spirit of God say that. Betty, go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. I'm going to say what I'm going to say when you finish. I'm I'm sorry. I just. (laughs) Okay, Lord. All right, well, I'm just, I need, like, prayer for direction. I need God to, I'm praying for direction for where God is sending me and my family because where we're living now, I know that the time is up. I need God to show me and give me direction of where he's leading me. And also, I'm praying, I've been praying to God for quite some time to lead me to a church home because me and my family, we have not had a church home in for, for a few years now, for at least for four or five years. Can, can, can I and tell we, you what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to you, woman of God? How yes, far are you willing to move? As far as God wants me to go. I want to be led. I want God to, to lead me to where he wants me to be. Okay. Um, because I saw this is going to be like a ladder. I mean like a major you're getting ready to move from up north to down south. God is about to oh shift God. your family from Thank the top to the bottom. Like he's about Thank to ch- he's about to take you. Because I, I tell you no lie. I tell you no lie. And if I'm lying, all of these prophets online would know that I am a lying prophet and I am a lying wonder. I dare not lie in the presence of prophetic people, but I heard the Lord say, Georgia is what yeah. I heard God say. I heard him say, Georgia. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to tell you that there is great favor that will meet you in Georgia. I don't know what city, don't know. But I heard God say that there's great favor that would meet you in Georgia. And God said that he's going to take your northern intelligence and he's going to bring you to a place that is slowly behind New York as far as Time is concerned and you know information. He's going to bring you and he's going to establish your feet. And when he establishes your feet, you're going to grow so fast, not just spiritually, but physically and financially as well. God has great plans. And many, not many days hence from now, you will receive confirmation if this is not already confirmation because I don't know you. How did I know that you're from New York? I heard the Lord say that you were in New York. And I heard the Spirit of God say that it's time that you relocate because the blessing that you need is not there. The blessing that you need is down south. And I heard the Spirit of God say to tell you that get ready because there is a shift. There is a change. There is a great moving that he's getting ready to cause to happen in your life and in your children's life. And I even come, I cover them, your family, under the blood of Christ. I come against crime rate. I come against I come against robins, I come against shooting, I come against mugging, I come against fights, I come against violence. 
I bind the authority of the region. I bind the principalities of the region, and I come against struggle in the name of Jesus, that you will be able to successfully maintain your life and what you are accustomed to in Jesus' name, that you will be able to go forth in the assignment that God has given you because your destiny is not going to die. Thank you, Lord. You're coming forth in Jesus' name, but you will discover that the direction that you need God has given you not through just the ending part of the word that you receive, but the Lord, I, I listen, of all, I think of all young preachers, prophet Thompson to tell you, I honestly believe that I am one of the ones, if I'm not the strongest, I believe I'm one of the ones that have the strongest fear for God, because I don't lie to God's people. I'm for real. I don't lie under an open heaven. God is not going to kill me for what I say to you. But I heard the Spirit of God say to tell you that your relocation is in order. He said that he's causing things to happen to you. He's causing things to happen to you. And even even with Prophet Thompson, he said something to me a while back, because I'm going to give him a word, too. I'm going to give you a word in a minute, oh, Mr. Host, because the Lord dealt with me about you, about some things. Um, there are many different things that the the unction that you feel in your spirit, even concerning some things with me, is, God is not your flesh. It is God. It's the will of God. So um, I'm going to deal with you in just a second. But I heard the Spirit of God say to tell you that you're coming forth. You're coming forth. Mm -hmm. And your relocation is, a. am telling you, it's about to be it. You're about to be like God is about to establish you in a way you ain't never seen before. Amen. You've never Amen. seen it before. Not this move that God is getting ready to. You've seen God bless you, but not like this. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. you're about to go through advancement, you and your family. Thank you, Lord. You and your family. You and your family. I'm telling you, you and your family. If you don't know my Facebook channel um, or Facebook name, add me on Facebook, Khalib Sanders. There's not um, there's, there's not a lot of, there's nobody with, with my name, really. C-A-L-E-E-B. Very distinctive name, Kaleeb Sanders. Add me on Facebook. Let me know who you are and what I prophesy, because after the glory lift, I'm not going to So please let me Amen. know. That way I can pray with you concerning this move that God is that God is getting ready to move you into. Because Amen. if you're willing to move that far, or if you're willing to come where your destiny is, I can promise you your life will never be the same again. You can count the word of God. I'm telling you what I know as a man of God. I see God Amen. setting you up for a miracle. Amen. I see him setting you Thank up. You so Amen. Bless Father. you, woman of God. I love you. Amen. Um, I feel led by God. If we have time, Prophet Thompson, I want to do two more. I want to do two more, and um, and we'll be able to I'll turn it back into the hands of the man of God. Yes, Praise God. There was hold on one second, private lady. There was a, a lady that spoke before you. Who who was the lady? Uh, it's it Jennifer. Me. me. Yes. Okay, private Jennifer. Go ahead. Um, I I just wanted to tell you, Apostle, that that was absolutely mind blowing. Um, I felt the anointing from the, when you first started talking, and um, it was so much of what I just needed to be reminded of. Sometimes we do, you know. Uh, 
but I I have I have some I'm having some physical issues um, and also uh, some issues in in the church. Woman of God, stop right there. Stop, stop, okay. stop right there. I want to say mm-hmm. this to you. I heard the Lord say that you're operating in an apostolic authority and an apostolic mandate. And as a result of that, your body is experiencing tremendous warfare. I saw physical ailments as a result of you pressing through and prevailing in prayer. And a lot of different ministry disruptions are coming as a result of your walk with God. And I'm going to tell you what I told the other woman of God. You see what God shows you. You hear what he tells you, and you do know what you know. The power of God that comes from you, that permeates from you, and I'm not saying this because, you know, you are one of the next voices. Your voice will be heard, saith the Spirit of God. And every attack of Satan, every Leviathan spirit, I hear God say that that's what you are. That this is the spirit that calms, glory be to God, and that tries to encroach itself around you. And I hear God say the spirit of Leviathan is being crushed under your feet. He's causing you to advance in spiritual dimensions and spiritual authorities because God knows that you are a prophet. You are a prophetess indeed, but God knows you operate apostolically. There is a oil that's in your mouth that is rare. Is an oil that's in your mouth that the devil, watch this, the Lord showed me with the devil, and I hear the Lord say that there are only two the, the bottles of oil that God poured in your mouth is only one person on this earth that has the same type of oil. You have a rare gift. Your gift is rare. Your love for people is rare, but your gift is rare. And the devil desires to fight you. He desires to fight you, and he desires to hinder what God has given you because you are not only a prophetic watchman, you are not only a nabi prophet, but God says, to tell you, glory to God, that you are a daughter of Issachar. You discern times and seasons, and that's why the unction of God flows so heavily in your spirit because you're able to identify certain things before they come, not just because the Spirit of God has showed you, but because it's a part of you that just feels when certain things are getting ready to happen. God says to tell you that there is a great call and there is a great responsibility, but every devil in the ministry that desires to oppose you, I even hear the Lord say that there are four women, there are four women in the ministry that are inclined against you because they don't understand who you are, but if they don't shut their mouths, you're going to witness funerals. My God. Jesus. Mm. You're going to be a witness to the wrath of God on the house of God, if people don't learn to close their mouths. Yes. Because you don't desire to be seen. You don't desire to be heard. You just desire God's glory to come forth. And because of that and as a result of that, I hear the Spirit of God say that he's going to make you, he's going to put you in a place, glory to God, where you are, where you are. He's going to put you on a platform where your name is seen and your name is heard. And it's almost like, you know, the people people take this as people take this as a joke, and I don't say this lightly. But you're literally going to be like the prophetic version of Joyce Meyer. Amen. 
I see you being like the prophetic version of George Meyer, where you stand on stages and you teach the word of God, and people are going to be at awe and say, is that the mm-hmm. same Jennifer that used to go to blink, blink? No. God is going to call you into a level, and what you are experiencing is your body is feeling the spiritual climatic shift. Mm-hmm. Every time there is a major shift in your area in the spirit, your body goes through it. And I hear the spirit of God say it's because of your intercessory mantle. My God. This is such confirmation. Oh, my God in heaven. And, uh, wow. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, you're about to be you're you're about to go through a intense season of recompense. God is about to pay you off for all of the times that people trampled over you, walked over you, disregarded mm-hmm. your opinion, and told the pastor false information about you. He's about to recompense you yes, because Lord. he knows where you are getting ready to tap into. There is a prophetic oil that's in your mouth, I'm telling you, that's about to shake up this nation, and they have not seen it. You're about to come out of obscurity, and they don't know who you are yet, but they will know, saith the Spirit of God. They will know. Mm. They will know that the healing, that the gift of healing that lies in your hand and the gift of miracles that lies in your hands, they're going to know that God has called you when you lay hands on sick people and they come out of wheelchairs and you lay hands on people that have full-blown AIDS and they are delivered. When you come against all when you come against hepatitis and all of these diseases that are meant to be terminal illnesses, all types of stage four cancers, God is about to cause you when you lay hands on the people, they're going to be instantaneously delivered. You're going to be able, I hear the Lord say, you're going to have the authority in your mouth that even in the midst of Chicago when God opened up doors and they said that it's going to be a blizzard, you're going to open up the hotel window or the hotel door, stand outside and blow your breath and send the blizzard in another direction. That's the type of order that you have on your life. Mm. My God. Oh, the devil hates you, and he's yes, intimidated yes. by your presence. But trust me when I say, God's hand is upon your ministry. Mm. Oh, Hallelujah. Jesus. He's upon Glory your ministry. To Glory to That's God. the will of God concerning your life. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father God. Thank you, prophet. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Amen. I have one more. Mm. Yeah, um, this is Prophet Larry. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, my prior request is uh, ministry, relate, relationships, relocation, uh, king hearing, prophetic, and God's perfect will in my life. That's my okay, prior request. Is, is, is Larry your first name or last name? It's my first name. Okay. Uh, have I spoken with you before? Yes, sir, about, uh, back in March or April. April. March or April. Amen. I, I thought I remembered your name. I thought I remembered your voice as well. Amen. Uh, um, but in, or maybe I'm thinking, no, I know who I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about, I did speak with you, but I'm thinking about another man of God as well. Uh, did you just recently change churches? No, sir. Uh, I just do church online. You haven't gotten a church yet? No, sir. Okay, because I actually saw you in a 
in a church. That's why I saw you in a church. And um, uh, I don't know whether or not this is ministering, but I really see you being active in this particular church. What region are you in? I'm in Texas, Houston. You're in Texas, Houston. You said Houston, right? Yes, sir. And before you said that, that's because I really couldn't hear you because it sounded like you ran it together. But I heard the Lord say Houston. I heard the Lord say Houston. Uh, Lord have mercy. How far is Dallas from you? Um, approximately four hours. Approximately four hours. There's a connection that's coming out of Dallas. Don't know what, don't know when, don't know how, don't know where. Um, there is a connection that's coming out of Dallas. There's a connection that's coming out of Dallas. And I don't know why I see you doing a lot of driving. I see a lot of driving. I don't I don't know why I see you driving. But there's a connection that, that God is about to send you in Dallas. And I heard the Spirit of God say that when this connection comes, he says to tell you that you're going to know that it's of me. And what you need as far as direction, God said he's going to cause it to come forth for you. For this is an intense season of blessings, says the Spirit of God. But he's going to bring you into connection with a lot of different things people and a lot of different things and he's going to cause I'm telling you your hands are about to go through intense blessing but I hear God say that he has to put you in this place he's putting you in this place but know that the place that he's putting you in it has been intended by God for you to be there and um, let me ask you this question man of God um <clears throat> I don't know, uh, but do you drive, do you, like, drive for a living? Do you drive trucks or something like that? Yes, sir. I'm a truck driver. Okay. Wow. I heard the Spirit of God said to tell you, do, now watch this. This is what I hear the Lord say. Do you have your own truck? Meaning, do you own your truck? No, sir. I work for a company. I saw you owning a truck. I saw you owning a truck, and I don't know whether or not this is going to be the thing that comes in Dallas, but I saw you owning a truck where you're going to have your own business, driving trucks, but I saw you owning a truck, and that's what I heard the Lord say. Um, um, And let me ask you this question. You're not married, correct, or are you married? I'm married. Um, Is your marriage experience in turbulence? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, I heard the Lord said to tell you, glory to God, that sometimes, sometimes, some things are exactly the way that they seem. And sometimes you can't always give people, and I don't even know why God is telling me to tell you this, sometimes you can't always give people the benefit of the doubt. Some things are the way that they are, they will be the way that they will be. You just have to accept what it is. God said that a lot of people tend to take advantage of who you are because of who you are. They take advantage of that, and they want they want the physical side of you. And I'm not saying this as it pertains to your wife or, I mean, if it does pertain to her, then, you know, it does pertain to her. But I'm not saying it as it pertains to her. But 
They want the physical side of you, but they don't want your personality. They don't really want you, or they don't really want the anointing that God has put on you. They just want the physical side of you. And I hear the Spirit of God say he's about to make people know your worth. You won't be manipulated. You won't be used. God has called you to be a man of God, and that's exactly what you are, a man of God. Don't allow wow. people to pimp you. Don't allow people to use you. Don't you don't need you don't need validation from nobody. God has already validated you. God has validated you. He's called you. He's put his seal on you. It doesn't matter whether or not nobody in your house believes God called you. He did. Wow. And that's the will of God concerning your life. The devil doesn't like you, but God has prospered you. I got one more word for the host. Man of God. You know, I never really minister to you because God don't give me words for my friends like that. Mm-hmm. But I heard the Spirit of God say that even some things for the course of the last few months that he's been dealing with you concerning, I don't know what this pertains to with me. God says that, of course, he has, he has caused it to be the way that he has shown you. So don't hesitate on connections and don't be hesitant concerning certain things because the connection that he has given you to me is, in fact, a legitimate connection. And what he's done in the realm of the spirit is he's caused a lot of people that do not understand who you are and do not understand what you possess and do not really understand the trueness or, and the authenticness or the authenticity of who you are. He's caused you to come in contact with someone that understands what God has done in your life and what God has called you to be and where God has called you to. And I don't know whether or not per se you are assigned to a certain ministry because I really honestly don't know, but I heard the spirit of God say to tell you glory to God that there is going to come uh, a specific season where he's going to give you directives concerning certain things. And again, the last, I think the last time we spoke by word of knowledge, you did tell me that you were, a part of a part of a ministry, correct? Um, I don't know that, how long ago that was. That was when you spoke during the revival, but I'm no longer there. Okay, I thought so. Um, <coughs> and I and I heard the spirit of God say, and that's why I said I, I thought so because you didn't really tell me that. So mm-hmm. I heard the spirit of God say to tell you that when you make whatever move you make concerning what He showed you. He's going to favor that move because you're about to walk through kingdom doors. You're about to walk through kingdom doors, says the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And he's causing you to come into a deeper level and a deeper depth. But God said that there have been a lot of people that you have tried to help, that you knew you outranked in the Spirit. You tried to help them. And God said as a result of that, they put you behind time but he's getting ready to catch you up in a lot of different areas. For there are many visions that God showed you, even from your youth, even from the age of 13, God has showed you different things and impressed certain things in your spirit. But I hear God say that he's bringing it to pass, even now. Even now, God is causing some things to happen in your life and for you as a man of God, for you personally, not just because of this conference line, but because it's your destiny that it happens that way. And that's what I heard the Spirit of God say. He says, tell you, make moves, make kingdom decisions, because the ball is in your court. Favor resides on your life. And if I never tell you anything else Mm -hmm. that you remember, 
Remember, you are a prophet of God to the nation. You are a man of God to the nation. You will go to the nation, said the Spirit of God, and he's going to do it, and he's going to launch you off. And the devil hates the fact that you have tapped into your real spiritual authority. He hates Mm -hmm. it. But many doors will open for you. Many doors will open for you. Amen. I bless God. Remember, I told y'all, if you have not subscribed to me via Facebook, Kaleeb, C-A-L-E-E-B, Diaz and Boy, Sanders, you may find page number one. You may find page number two. I I tend to be a little bit popular on social media, so I have like almost 5,000 friends. So, you know, um, I have a second page, but I do try to keep up with both pages. So subscribe to it. Glory to God. We are in a kingdom campaign, and I just want to make this announcement, and I'm done. We are in a kingdom campaign where we are furthering the gospel of God. We're furthering God's gospel, and um, I've been making this announcement everywhere that I went. Uh, We are only, I believe it is, $400 shy of the kingdom campaign goal to take this gospel inside of a place um, to change lives and to do different things. Amen. So if you are blessed and impacted by the ministry tonight, subscribe to me via Facebook. Let me know that you want to be a part of what God is doing. Partner with us. Amen. Sow a seed is not a money thing. It's a God thing. I promise. Amen. Sow a seed. Let us know. Again, we are only like $400 away from it, and we've been campaigning, and we've, I'm telling you, we've made massive progress. So let me know. Um, uh, whether or not you want to be a part of what God is doing. I thank God for this opportunity. I love each and every one of you. Um, bless God for um, the host. Bless God for my friend. Amen. He is a real man of God, and I bless God for him. Thank you for the opportunity again. Love each and every one of Amen. you. God bless back in your hands, man of God. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We praise God on tonight for, amen, Apostle Khalib Sanders. And for the word of God that he brought forth um, on tonight, truly God is an awesome God, and beside him there is none other. Amen. Thank God, amen, for the word of God um, that the Lord used him to release on tonight. Um, yeah. There were some things that he even released um, back in... Uh, June, uh, when he spoke for us the last time, uh, six months ago, to be exact, the last time he spoke for us, Um, and uh, some things that he spoke uh, even on that call, and and the Spirit of the Lord has been reiterating and reconfirming um, even some things that he spoke to me uh, on that call. Um, He may not have mentioned those things tonight, um, but even those things that he spoke back in June, God has been reiterating and and reconfirming. And so I bless God uh, for what God is doing um, in this season and for the word of God that he brought forth on tonight. Many people don't understand walking in a kingdom mindset with a kingdom mentality. And um, and a lot of people haven't gotten to the place to where 
they have shifted their mentality to really understand what God is saying in this hour and in this season. <laughs> but I bless God for, amen, Apostle Khalid Sanders. And um, it was just so funny to me uh, when you mentioned the connection between you and I, um, whatever God was doing, I I had to laugh because just before you spoke it, there was something that the Lord had shown yeah. me um, just while I was sitting here, while you were ministering uh, to some other people. And, um, and I got so, um, I got, so tickled and started laughing to myself because of a vision that the Lord had had just shown me uh, just just moments before you spoke it. And I said, now, Jesus, you are so hilarious and so comical to me. Um, and so I bless God for um, what he's doing in this season and in this timing. And... Um, God is doing great things, um, wherewith we are glad. And um, and one thing I would say to each of you on tonight, um, don't get so hyped in the word of the Lord that you don't take the word of the Lord and walk it out. What am I saying? So many times, we come on the line and we have men and women of God such as Amen Apostle Sanders minister and flow prophetically and we'll get the prophetic word and we'll hold fast to the word while we're on the line. But once we get off the line it leaves us. We forget what God has said. We forget what God has spoken. <clears throat> And then, then we're on somebody else's prayer line or conference call looking for another word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hold fast to what was said to you. Mm-hmm. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Yeah. Because this 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 man I have known for a couple of years and I'm telling you, I've seen this man speak things that have came to pass with a snap of your finger. Mm. And I'm telling you, take heed to the word that was spoke over your life. Don't just jump off the prayer line and forget about what what was said or what was spoke. Mm -hmm. Because we have those that are so hungry for a word of God, but we never apply the word that was spoken over our lives. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what the prophet going to tell me, what the apostle going to tell me, what the prophet has got to say. Mm. You have to apply the word of God that is spoke to you and walk out the word that's spoken over your life to see it manifest and come to pass concerning you. Prophecy comes with condition. 
You have to make sure that you're in you're in position for the word of God to manifest concerning you. Mm-hmm. Amen. And many of you that he spoke over tonight, don't let the word of God fall on deaf ears. Mm. Hold mm. fast to the word of the Lord. Because a lot of times we have so many prophetic words hanging over our heads and we wonder why the word of God never comes to pass, why Amen. it never comes to fruition, why we never see the promise of God. It's nobody's fault but your own because oh. you never allow the word of God to manifest in your life. Yeah. And then what's the first thing we do? Well, he must not have known what he was talking about. He was a mm. false prophet. You better be careful what you All say. All right, now. All right, that's not my nursing. The word of God plainly says so. <laughs> Thank you, I fear God. Touch not my anointed. Amen. And do my prophets no harm. Be careful Amen. and make sure that you're in alignment with the will of God that God can manifest. Amen. Amen. The promise of God concerning you. So true. Mm hmm. Word before you, but you don't receive it. We 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 truly bless God on tonight for Apostle Yes Lord Sanders, Amen. <clears throat> for the word of God that He brought forth, as always, He is always a blessing to us every time He is on to minister. Yeah. I've never not had Him to come on and minister. And him not be a blessing to us, amen, and to the body of Christ. And to Sister Annette, um, are you still on the line? Who did you say? Um, Sister Annette. Oh. I hear you, Sister Bernadette. God bless you, sweetie. <laughs> okay. Um, because it was so funny when he spoke to Sister Sister Annette. So many things that he was saying as he was speaking, the Lord was showing me the same thing. God. So I'm telling you, take heed to the word, because as he was speaking to Sister Annette, and he told her, now just before he spoke it out of his mouth and told her that the Lord was moving her to Georgia, God had already showed me the same thing. Mm. Y'all been man of God, if we be honest, if we be honest about the situation, the Lord showed you exactly what he showed me. You know exactly what I'm talking about as far as where, but I couldn't say that. I just had to leave. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Because I literally, it, it, it was funny because I almost spoke up, and I didn't want to interrupt you, but I literally heard the I literally heard the Lord say, "I'm giving her the victory naturally and spiritually." Okay. I'm giving her victory naturally and spiritually, and I <laughs> said, mm. <laughs> "You'll catch that later, Sanders." Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I thought it. I mm-hmm. said, "Wow." I was just like, okay, God, I said, you know, I want to, and then, you know, I said, God, I can't say that. I said, you know, so I'm just going to say Georgia. But the Lord had given me the city. 
I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt y'all. <laughs> sorry, this is Annette. My phone, when as soon as you said when you called for me, I went to answer, but my phone was on mute, and then my phone died. Well, not died, but it conked out. I had to run to get my charger, and I had to. Okay, call well, back. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Praise him. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. How you because, doing, man of God? Sweetheart, I'm telling you, when he was ministering to you. The Lord spoke to me as he was ministering, and he told me the same thing verbatim, that he was moving you from New York to Georgia. My God. I heard it verbatim. Jesus. Verbatim. You know, I I wanted to say to the man of God, um, um, that God had told me before that that I was moving down south. But it was once spoken a few years back that it was going to be Florida. And I was getting a lot of, like, um, like little signs all around me, you know, saying Florida, Florida, Florida. But then, you know, now I know, you know, I was like, Lord, you know, where, where? Like, I, you know, the Florida, the Florida thing for me, it always stuck with me. But I just started praying again. I was like, Lord, if you're going to switch it up or if you're going to change, please just show me and tell me where is it that you're moving us. You know, but I always knew it was down south. I knew it was down south, but I just never knew, like, where. You understand? So that is, I'm going where God is sending me. Amen. And it, um, I was telling Prophet Thompson, I said, if we be honest, the Lord didn't just say Georgia. Okay. The uh-uh. Lord gave me the specific city, but I couldn't say the city that God gave me. But then it was funny because I knew that I heard God and I knew that he heard God because the Lord told him the same thing. So Mm -hmm. when he said what he said um, concerning what the Lord showed him, I said, well, God, I'm not going to be the one that's going to say that, but Mm -hmm. he's going to be the one (laughs) that's going to tell her the rest of um, of that prophecy, not that I felt as if you didn't, you know, you wouldn't have received it because only God would have known that because I don't know you and you don't know me. But it right. was a principle just for accountability that he being the host, he say what the Lord showed him because I'm telling you, when the Lord showed me Georgia, the Lord showed me the exact city. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, Lord. Man of God. <laughs> I'm telling you, See, okay. see, so, and there's some things that there, 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 there are some things that we have to literally um, get in our secret time and in our secret place and seek God um, for clarity and seek God for the answers. Um, mm-hmm. But, 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 but the Lord literally showed me that he was sending you to Savannah. Amen. Amen. And I believe God. So, I believe God. I do. So but 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 one thing that I don't want you to do is to move based upon what we say. Mm-hmm. Get 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 the clarity and the confirmation from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because God will show you and God will bring clarity to you. Because Amen. there's even more to it. 
there's 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 even more to to the completion of the picture and the puzzle. Mm. Amen. Much more. And God will bring everything full circle. My God. When he does, you will definitely understand that you will know you will know yourself that it is that it is the will of God because what we've just said to you it is is inevitable either way it go. It's going to happen. It's just when the Lord's timing is correct, you're going to see major manifestations of major things. And um, that's why, that's all we can really say because as prophets, we have a we have this this crazy zeal where we just want to just really just say, hey, this is X, Y, Z. But we can't uh-huh. just say X, Y, Z. We have to be careful as to even how we do things because we're on a chopping block with God. Because so you have to know for yourself. I'm mm-hmm. trying to say you really, you really have to know, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. We've, I feel like we've given you enough of the prophetic word that you're able to see what God is saying about how to apply that, which is that next part of what the man of God, where the first part of what he had said, before, just, you know, people needed to apply the word. So we've given you enough that you will be able to really apply it. And I definitely believe God for you because I don't know, I don't really know anybody that's on this line except the host and maybe one or two other people that I might have spoke to before, but really I don't know anybody that's, that is online. But um, I will tell you that um, you just stay, you stay fine-tuned. And when you do, you will discover a lot of different things. A lot of different things. That's it. And Prophet Brian, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm not sure why, what the reason for it was, but um, I know God has a reason. He told me Savannah too. He told me Savannah Mm -hmm. as well. Um. (laughs) So that's three witnesses, hallelujah. But God did tell me Savannah as well when um, Apostle was prophesying and giving the word of the Lord to Annette. So, um, yes, I wasn't going to say anything. You know me. I normally don't, uh, even when I know something. But for some reason, I feel like that that was necessary for me to speak at because my heart started beating really fast. And God was trying to tell me. Well, the word of God said out of the mouth of two Two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Be established, yes. And that's that's why I said, okay, God, because he brought that, that scripture to my my remembrance, just like what you said. So I, I do know now I, I needed to say it. But, but that, that, was, that was right on, right on. And so, you know, woman of God, <laughs> you're moving to Savannah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Bam. God <laughs> Yeah, I want to come visit. I want to come <coughs> visit because I've never been there. All <laughs> right. Bless you. Well, um, Prophet Marvin, you. are you still on the line? Yes, I'm still on the line. Uh, um, I just got your message a moment ago. Um, Apostle Sanders, I know you said you were done. Um, but this the host pastor. Um. This is this is uh this is actually Prophet Marvin Prevost. Um 
I got a message from him, um, and he uh, he was asking for a prayer on tonight, and the Lord unctioned me to have you to um, minister to him on tonight, how, however the Lord led you to do so. Okay. Um, and he 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 is the very last. I I know you said that you were finished. Oh I no, just you're, you're fine. In my spirit. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I will tell you not a lie. I get I get messages, and um, I I want to say this to you also, man of God. Um, to to kind of explain how I am, I see stuff, but I don't really have. It's like you know, like how you have narrow vision. You see. What's what's inside of something for you to see, but you don't really see it. You don't mm-hmm. see the whole picture. You just see what you need to see. And um, I will tell you no lie. If I'm lying, God, you can kill me. I saw when he said your name, and all y'all prophets, no, I'm not lying. I saw W-Y-E-T-H-A. I saw the name just as plain as day go, as as plain as day is, I saw the name. And I heard the Spirit of God said to tell the man of God that your labor and the labor of your sacrifices have not been made in vain. For behold, God will visit you in your intimate time of prayer, and there will be many angelic forces that will bring you apostolic revelations and instructions because you are you are a prophet that not only hears the heartbeat of God, but I hear the Lord say that there is an apostolic mandate that he's placed in your life, on your life, and he's going to cause the flow through your mouth. And the devil is absolutely upset, and there's many different levels of warfare that hell has released against you as a result of your as a result of your depth or your level in God. And I heard the Spirit of God say to even tell you, glory to God, and um, and this individual that is attached to you, which I'm probably assuming is your wife, the name that I I spelled out. He told me to tell you and her that the seasons are changing the times are accommodating and you are about to go inside of a place in the spirit where you're going to cause time to reverse at your finger and a lot of things that should have happened years ago are going to begin to break out happening for you even now and i heard the spirit of god say that the devil is absolutely petrified at the fact that you're getting ready to step inside of a, a kingdom mandate and a kingdom oil where um, where you're going to see, where you're literally going to see and experience principalities dropping through ceilings and coming through walls. And you're going to actually see the embodiment of these massive jurisdictional devils. And the Lord just showed me The Lord showed me one-third of the country. He showed me one-third of the country on a map, and he showed me where there were three principalities that were in this particular region. And God said that he's given you an anointing. 
He's given you a mandate and an anointing to confront principalities and powers. And that's why a lot of times a lot of different illnesses, warfares, and different things that you experience are not on just a minute scale. You, you experience them on major scales because your anointing, your anointing combats with these particular spirits. And people think that you've lost your edge or you're not as sharp as what you say. But truth of the matter is there are many different things that God shows you, and there are many different things that you see, but you really don't so much say. You kind of observe and you hear, and you are a watchman by nature. You are some more prophet. But I heard the Spirit of God say to tell you that this is the season where he's going to call you out of obscurity. He's going to call you out of the cave, and there's going to be many doors that this prayer line is going to open for your ministry. He's calling. He's calling. Glory to God, your name. And he's releasing your name. It's like I saw. I saw four angels bearing the winds of God and the winds of the earth on their wings. And the winds jumped off their wing, off their wings, and your name was on the winds. And it was just traveling around the world, going in different areas, going in different parts, because you have a national mandate of prayer upon your life and a national mandate of prophecy. And the devil hates you. But God said to tell you that he's getting ready to cause you to rewind and reverse time, and you're getting ready to manipulate time to make it do what you need it to do. The devil does not want you to step into this, but you're moving inside of a kingdom mandate and a kingdom authority. And I curse at the root every demonic sickness, every demonic affliction. Glory to God. Even the, even the warfare that your wife experiences, I come against certain certain elements of illegal warfare in Jesus' name. Every witch, every warlock, I bind the authority in the name of Jesus. And I don't know whether or not the woman of God has some type of issues with her stomach sometimes, but it's like I saw something forming at the pit of her stomach, and I bind it and I cursed it at the root in the name of Jesus. It's like I saw this this, this mass trying to form this mass trying to form as a result of of of, um, of something that the enemy tried to put on her. But I curse it in the name of Jesus, and it will not take form, and it will not have place because you're walking in a kingdom authority. You're walking in a kingdom authority. The devil is upset with where you're getting ready to tread upon because I heard the Lord said, I'm going to give you elevation. I'm going to give you high places, but the devil is upset with where God is anointing your feet to go. 2016 will be a year of travel for you. It will be a year of open doors and endless opportunities. And I hear God say that no devil in hell and no character assassin will be able to stop what God has done. They've been able to stop doors for you in this year, but next year that won't work. My God. Thank you, Jesus. You're walking forth in the name of Jesus, and it's a pure anointing because you possess the heart of God. You have the heart of God, and you have the heart of God for people. But don't allow people to manipulate you because you're worth more than what people try to give you. Don't let them sell you anything. Don't let them sell you anything. Great anointing, man of God. Great anointing. 
My God, my God. Mm. Well, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus, and you spell my wife's name. Right. W-Y-E-T-H-A, that's her name. My God. Waitha, yes, Lord. Waitha, yeah. Wow. You spelled it right out on Front Street. <laughs> that was in the end. It appeared before my face really fast. It was like really fast. It was really fast. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. Um, And I heard. And I, I just, I saw, I don't know, the Lord, like, really just catching you up. I saw him catching, catching you up in the realm of the spirit. I literally saw you moving at an accelerated rate, like a blur, like you're moving so fast where people can barely see you. And a lot, and even now, a lot of people think you're dead, meaning your ministry is dead. They don't Mm -hmm. see much of you. They don't know too much about you. Uh, All they know is, you know, yeah, prayer line from time to time, but they think your ministry is actually dead. But that's what God needs them to think, because when your when your ministry resurrection comes, when you launch off, they're gonna say, "Where in the world did this man come from with all of these people?" Jesus. All they need to know is that God has called you to say what He's saying. And to do what he says do. And when well, you do what God says do, I hear the Lord say that the three streams of wealth that were the three streams of wealth that were locked up will be released to you when you step in who God says you need to step into. Not necessarily that you haven't been operating, but that you step into the fullness of your real call. Because yeah. people can't stay they can't stand this now, but they definitely can't stand what God has called you to. But when you step into the fullness of the real call of God, I hear the Lord say that there are three streams of wealth that's going to be released to you. And there are going to be strategies that you're going to walk in that's going to bless you in ways unimaginable. And it's like I see you selling CDs, your face on CDs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, I see you standing. It's almost like you are. You have your arm somewhat like you like have your hand like on your knee, your arm on your knee, um, standing on the CD, smiling. They don't understand how, but you're going to show them that I am a kingdom entrepreneur. Your ministry isn't dead. That's what I heard the Lord say. Your ministry isn't dead. And your wife's ministry isn't dead, especially not as an intercessor. My God from Zion. (laughs) Just speechless. Speechless. Mm. Somebody must be out of Christmas. I hear Mary, did you know? Okay, I did. I'm I'm like, who's praying Mary, did you know? (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody's somebody in the Christmas spirit praise his name. I heard. I heard. Hello, Mary. Did you wow. know? My my my. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Prophet Marvin, all we can say is God is confirming once again. Yes, He is. 
Yes, he is. Thank you, God. Because I'm telling you, I just felt an urgency that he had to minister to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, God. But see, at the end of the day, people won't know you as prophet. Mm-hmm. No. no. They won't know her as pastor, oh, God. No. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I Go am. On. Go on. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're just you're just in that metamorphosis stage right now, that's all. Yeah, that's that incubation season where uh-huh. God prepares you as apostle. You know, you do what he do. <laughs> it's okay though. Just, that's just why allow, just, just, that's, just allow him to process it. That that's that's why You've had the heart of leadership. Mm-hmm. That's 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 why God gave you that leadership burden. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're in that metamorphosis stage, and that's that's why you've been hidden. And it's like you've had an engagement here, an engagement there, an engagement here, an engagement there. I've been in the same place. Mm-hmm. Prophet, um, let me ask you this question. Is there anybody that's logged on that's from Delaware? Delaware? Um, I don't see Delaware on the line, but if there's anyone here on from Delaware, you can speak up. I saw, like, Delaware. I don't know why I saw Delaware, but I saw Delaware. I saw Delaware. Matter of fact, I saw Delaware. I saw Virginia. And now there was somebody on from Virginia, but they actually hung up earlier. Yeah, I saw Delaware. I saw Virginia, and of um, Delaware, Virginia, West Virginia. Those three. I saw. There those are several three. on the line from West Virginia even right now. And um, with Delaware. I don't know whether or not this is some authority that somebody has or a ministry that somebody's supposed to begin in Delaware, but I saw Delaware, and I remember seeing Virginia. God showed me Virginia, but I know he showed me West Virginia. Two, three, four, five. There's there's six of us on the line right now from West Virginia. There's me, uh, Minister Tara, Prophet Marvin, Prophetess Jennifer, and I believe maybe Cheryl is on with the West Virginia number. Okay. I saw I saw West Virginia as well, but I I saw Delaware. I remember hey, distinctly seeing Delaware. I'm from West Virginia too. Oh, okay. Well, the other person is Elder Troy. Um, Prophetess Jennifer, are you still on? Yes. Uh huh. So, yeah, there's six of us on from West Virginia. Wow. Amen. I saw West Virginia. I remember seeing that. I saw that Delaware, and I saw Virginia. I remember seeing Virginia, Delaware, and West Virginia. And I don't even know how far Delaware is from y'all, but I remember seeing those three states. Delaware is about a seven- to eight-hour drive. Yeah. I saw those three states, and I don't even know which connection they have with one another. 
but I saw those three states. But I know I'm coming to West Virginia really soon. The Lord has given me a, given me an assignment for West Virginia. He's also given me one for Mississippi, too. I have a heavy All mandate right. in Mississippi. So I'm going to be in West Virginia really soon. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'll be up there somewhere. And you let us know where you are. <laughs> I'm going to bring yeah, my country, am. my countryness to uh, to West Virginia. <laughs> you are You'll so right funny. You'll fit right in. So will. I took it already up there. <laughs> you are so Amen. funny. Amen. Prophet is Jennifer, if you think really, 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 uh, really hard, uh, uh-huh. you should already know what he's going to be in West Virginia for. Yeah. And 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 I'll, I'll let that ma- I'll let that marinate. Already, yeah, I got it. I'm I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'll let that marinate. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tara, I'll let that oh, marinate. A beautiful day. A beautiful what? day for sure. What you say oh, about I'm a, although I'm a West Virginia, I do have a nephew in um, Delaware. Um, uh, did you hear him? Oh, you have a nephew in Delaware? Oh, I saw Delaware. I remember seeing that. I remember Delaware has a 302 area code, right? Yeah. Okay, I saw 302. And I saw Delaware. Uh, I don't. I really don't even know which connection that they do have. But I saw those. I saw those three states. Um, I know the Lord is doing something. I just don't. I really don't know what He is, what He's up to, or what mandate that God has given me for West Virginia. But I do know that. Um, I remember. Um, I do know T.D. Jake started in West Virginia. I do know that. Uh-huh. Um, that's about all I do know about West Virginia. The um, last church he pastored is probably about 15 minutes from where I live now. Wow. Mm-hmm. In Cross Lanes. Wow. His, actually, his name is still on the door. Yes. Wow. As the founder. Mm-hmm. That is really, really something. Well... Amen. I'll be in West Virginia as soon as the Lord leads. Um, he did show me that. So I'll be right in West Virginia with the people of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, one my, my, my. she messaged me on Facebook and she told me said she wanted um she's online, I am assuming she told me she wanted me to come to St. Louis as well. <laughs> as well. So um I guess I got some traveling to do. That must be evangelist pie. It, yeah, it is. It is. Uh-huh. Um, Ohio's kind of cold, but we can use the word here. <laughs> Mama Francis, you and, are too funny. And not, and not from the mouth of the prophet, from the mouth of the man of God. Well, uh, Mama Francis, we we got to get something together up, up, up in Lama, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. When are you yeah, leaving Lima? That that's the question. June. Lord have mercy, help us. And I told you, I texted you and told you to call me on tomorrow. 
but I feel like I need to tell you tonight. Okay, well, I'll get, I'll get with you. Uh, okay, I need to tell you. Okay. Um, okay. All right, yes, ma'am. Is there anyone on the line that has any remarks on tonight before we get ready to go? Yeah, I have one quick question. I'm online looking for a church as we speak. Y'all know any um, Pentecostal churches in the area of Louisiana, Kenner, Louisiana? Kenner, how far are you from um, Jenna? Uh, at least 45, 35 to 45 minutes. How far are you from New Orleans? Oh, that's where I come from. Well, that's where the church at I was residing. When you say run, I took heed to that word. Run as fast as I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I am ten, ten, at least fifteen minutes. But I drive like it takes me like twenty minutes to get to New Orleans. Okay, it takes twenty minutes. How far are you from Laplace? Um, actually, I am. 15 minutes away from Laplace? Like Laplace next door. I have a church for you in Laplace. What's the name? I'm about to write it down. Um, It's called one of my friends. He's a really good pastor. It's called The Birth in Place. Uh-huh. He just literally got married Friday, I think. The Birth in Place. Mm-hmm. Right in Laplace. You know, everybody knows. Just look up The Birth in Place. It is um I want I want to I don't know whether or not now they you know they're they're a prophetic driven church so I don't know whether or not they would be considered as Pentecostal I don't know okay. but I guess when you think about what Pentecostal really means they are considered as Pentecostal but um he, it's a good church it's a good church he's a very friendly pastor um very professional ministry um. Very good preaching, and they do have great praise and worship as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend junk. I will say that. I don't play, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't play with God. Yeah, um, and also there is another church, too. I know a few churches. So um, if you if you subscribe, find me on Facebook, I'll give you a whole list of them. I don't have social media. I only be on Periscope. Oh, okay. Well, Jesus. Yeah, I don't pull up too much with a periscope. I do. Um, I will, uh, Prophet Brian, I will give you my email, and you can just forward it to the woman of God. Thank you. Got you. Okay. This is, this is, um, I fear God, right? Yes, sir. Got you, sweetie. Okay. And love you, man of God, and thank you for the word, because everybody else, it was like a lot of, Men, male prophets was like, I don't want to tell you that. You came with the boldness, and you just pushed that fire, like you light that fume that was missing. And I just thank you. I love you, and I thank you a lot. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Amen. I enjoyed the word tonight. I got in the room a little late because I had surgery this morning, and I had to stay over at the hospital tonight. And I just, I just, the word, 
I came in right as the man of God was giving the word. And he was giving some word that was, I know for me, because you were telling us to just pretty much come out of your comfort zone, I felt, and follow the leading of the Lord. And I just appreciate you giving the word the way you gave it. And then so much other good words have went across. I can't, keep, can't bring it back to me exactly what you said in the giving of the word, but I know that it was for me. I know it was for me because I've been going through a lot of a lot of stuff, and I just thank God that I got a chance to get into the room. I had to keep my phone muted because nurses were coming in and out, but I just I loved it. I enjoyed it, and Prophet, the next time I see you on the social media anywhere, know that you're speaking. If you come close where I can get to you. I would be in a service where you're at because I felt the presence of God from your mouth. Amen. So you continue, man of God, to do what you're doing because I felt your spirit. Yes, amen. 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 God bless you, woman of God. I am I'm humbled. I really am humbled. Amen. I try to stay in a you know, I try well. I'm, I don't try. I stay humble before God, and I don't. You know, it's easy to get blowed up, but um, God reminds me every day, "You ain't nobody." <laughs> so um, I thank God. You know, um, just for all of the comments. Also, I did want to acknowledge that um, if you look in the queue, you should see some South Carolina numbers. Some of my church is on, and I thank God for them. Um, some of the members of the congregation that I pastor. I thank God that they're online. Amen. My spiritual son, Prophet Lawson, he's online. I know um, one of the pat, the pat, uh, my associate pastors, she was uh, with one of the women of God um, from our ministry. I'm not sure if they're still logged on. You still got two I'm still here. South Carolina. I'm oh. still here, Prophet Lawson. Okay. Pro- Prophet Lawson, he's still here. And then you said, I said, I got two on. Uh-huh. What's the other number? What's the other number in the end? It doesn't say. It okay. just says South Carolina. Okay, pastor's on. She's still on. So thank God for um, thank God for both of, of them. They logged on, and they've been on the phone with me since 8 o'clock, y'all, from Bible study, one-hour Bible study, 9 o'clock. We started prayer. Then we got on live, and that was 1 o'clock in the morning. So five hours, they've been on the phone with their apostle. <laughs> uh, just listening yes, to me. So um, <laughs> we thank God for, I really thank God for them. Um, and I'm humbled um, at what the woman of God had to say. And I'm also praying that, I think she said she had to have surgery. And I'm praying that God will um, cause her surgery to be successful and um, that her healing time will be cut in half. God, the hand of every doctor, every surgeon, while she's under the knife, while she's under the anesthesia, God, you take control of their bodies. Let them become, let their hands become your hands, and you guide them wherever you need them to go in the name of Jesus. I curse every assignment of the enemy. And, oh, God, I declare that she'll wake up from this surgery. And, oh, God, that her healing time will be quick. It'll be sharp. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I come against it in the name of Jesus. And I declare that it has no residence in her 
in her spirit, in her life. Oh, God, and I, I declare, and I don't even know why I keep seeing that, but I declare she shall wake up from this surgery. She shall wake up from this surgery, and it won't be a thing. Glory to God, where the enemy will use fear as a result. But, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, that her surgery will be well. It all is well. All is well in Jesus' name. God, and I pray it. I decree it. I declare it. I decree it. I declare it. And I declare it, and I decree that it's done, God. And I ask that you do it. And you do it according to the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else with any remarks on tonight? Anyone have anything else that they would like to say or to share? Amen. Um, if not, we bless God for um, each of you tonight. Truly, we praise God for his spirit, um, for the move of God that is taking place on tonight. Amen. Apostle, thank you um, so much for coming on tonight. And for those from Victory, God bless you. Um, we praise God for each of you coming on tonight to support the man of God. Um, For those of you uh, who come on the conference calls on a regular to to be of a support, we thank God for all of you. Amen. Truly, you are a blessing unto us, and we, amen, appreciate you all on tonight. Um, If this is your first time with us, amen, we do. Uh, Meet every Wednesday night um, at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time for uh, the True Praise and Worship Celebration live via TalkShoe. We will not meet next Wednesday night preparing for uh, the um, holidays, Thursday being uh, Christmas Eve, Friday being Christmas. We're going to give everyone a break next Wednesday night. We will not be on next Wednesday night. However, we will meet uh, the following Wednesday, the 30th, for the last call of 2015. Amen. Um, So if you're not busy, we do invite you to come back and be in fellowship with us on that Wednesday night. Amen. Believe in God for for an awesome time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, We do... Uh, we also meet on Sunday nights, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, for uh, Fresh Fire Ministry Sunday Night Live. The same dial-in number, the call ID for that call is 15303. The PIN number is 1 in the pound sign. We will be on this coming Sunday night at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. If you're not busy, we do invite you to come and be in fellowship with us uh, this coming Sunday night. Um, if you're not connected to us outside of the cause, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Prophet BKT. We have our Fresh Fire Ministries Facebook group, Fresh Fire Ministries WV. You can visit our website, bkthompson.wix.com forward slash Fresh Fire Online. You can email the ministry at Fresh Fire Ministries Online at gmail.com. 
You can also sow into the ministry via um, our um, link, which is um, paypal.me forward slash prophet BK Thompson. Paypal.me, M-E forward slash prophet BK Thompson, and we will receive your seed in our PayPal account. Um, we praise God for those who have sown um, every seed you sow. Um, we encourage you to name your seed and watch God bring forth the harvest. Um, let me see something else I was going to say. I cannot remember right now what it was. Um, but we do praise God for all of you on tonight. We're believing God for great things. Amen. That is to come in the coming days, amen, weeks, even into the new year. Um, if all hearts and minds are clear, we're going to turn you back into the hands of um, the man of God, amen, um, that he may come and give us last words and dismiss us from the line, amen. Amen. Is Apostle still with us? No, he is not. Okay. Um Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O God, for the blessings of the day. Father, we thank you for your anointing, O God, that has met us on this line. We thank you, O God, for your manservant, O God, that has came to deliver your word. Father, we ask you to restore unto him the virtue that he has released this night. God, we ask you, O God, to cover him, shield him, and protect him, God. Make easy, safe, and successful his way, Father, Cover your people on the line this night, God, in the name of Jesus. God, as we depart from this place and never from your presence, go with us, go before us, move out any hurt, harm, or danger. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, as your people lay down to rest on this night, God, cover them in your blood, shield them in your love, hold them in the hollow of your hand. God, that as they rise to a new day's dawn, that they'll rise refreshed, revived, restored, and renewed. Be with them, O oh God. Take them through the day, O oh God, that they may, God, fulfill the assignment, God, that's been assigned to their hands. God, bring us back at the appointed time, God, that we'll ever be willing, ready, and able to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. We love you, and may heaven smile upon you. Love you more. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. God bless you. Love you guys.